All right, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. We're just a couple minutes or a couple seconds early. That's all right. Good to have you with us here on this Monday. What is it? October 5th, 2020. Yes, it is good morning. Um, <laughs> I was going to record at home, um, but I had to remove everything from my office, take up the floor that was on the floor, um, so that the plumbers could come and get to the clean-out that was underneath concrete and underneath, well, first underneath carpet when we moved in. Then I took the carpet out and put in other floor. Underneath that was tile, and underneath that was the clean-out with concrete around it so that you couldn't even get into it. But uh, they're in, and they're cleaning out the main drain, so <laughs> it's just only part one of a much larger project. I knew it was coming, but uh, I was hoping to put it off a little bit longer. All right, so um, it is now nine o'clock, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, new week, so a new memory verse. Let's say it together. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, verse 23. Let's say it again. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, verse 23. Our psalm this week is Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is continuation from the book of Hebrews, now chapter 11, beginning in verse 8. 
By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city, for the city which has its foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar uh, afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared a city for them. There ends the reading. And now a reading from Numbers chapter 13. This is for our catechesis as well. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, each one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. Now these were their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, the son of Zachor. From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori. And from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south, and go up to the mountains, and see what the land is like, whether the people will dwell in it, or who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests there or not. Be of good courage, and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron, uh, Ahimon, Sheshai, and Talmai. The descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them lying on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out the land after forty days. Now, they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. 
Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and there is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land to the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. All right, catechesis. How long had it been since they left um, Egypt? Now for this, you probably need to go back to what we studied last week, right? Uh, Back in Numbers chapter 10, wasn't it? Yeah, where where we had the departure from Sinai. The 20th day of the second month in the second year, the cloud was taken up, it said. Uh, Numbers chapter 10, verse 11. So just a little over a year. Who had sent spies into the land? Very clearly here, verse 1, it's the Lord uh, who spoke to Moses to send spies into the land. What promise did the Lord preach to the people when the spies were sent out? Yeah. Uh, verse 2, send the men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Am giving. That's a promise. All right. Who was sent from Judah? His name, verse 6, is Caleb. Who was sent from Ephraim? Uh, is that missing in our text here? It is missing in the New King James. Is that an ESV? Oh, this sometimes happens, doesn't it? Um, there's textual differences. Let's see. Numbers 13, right? Uh, Reuben, from the tribe of Simeon, from the tribe of Caleb. Oh my, there's a whole chunk missing. Oh, we just skipped it. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. I should have put dot, dot, dot here. One, two, three, four, five. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Um, from Ephraim is Hosea. And another name for Hosea is Joshua. All right, so that comes later. Um, why was Joshua, his name. You know what? Let's go get that text. That's silly. We should read that. That's my fault. Uh, what do we need? We need numbers 13, 7 to 16. That's what we missed, right? There we go. All right, let me put that on our screen here. Apologies for that. And there we go. All right. From the tribe of Issachar, uh, Igol, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, there he is, Hosea or Joshua, the son of Nun. Tribe of Benjamin is Palti, the son of Raphu. From the tribe of Zebulun is Gadiel, the son of Sodi. From the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, um, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh. 
Gadi, the son of Sushi, and uh, the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali, and from the tribe of Asher, Seth, Sethur, the son of Michael, and or Mikayo, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Vofshi. I'll see, this is why I skipped it, because all these names. All right. From the tribe of Gad, Gebel, the son of Maki. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out in the land. And Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. There it is. Okay, good. Moses gave him that name, Joshua. Um, Hosea is his name too, though. All right. Um, Why are these two tribes, that is the tribe of um, Judah and the tribe of Ephraim, so important? All right, now the tribe of Judah is probably quite obvious. You know your, your Christmas story, right? The, uh, Judah was the tribe of promise, the house of Judah. And then Ephraim, though, he was the son of Joseph, who received a greater blessing from Israel. Remember back when um, Jacob, or Israel that is, blesses, blesses the sons, right? Judah would become the southern kingdom, and Ephraim would lead the northern kingdom. So that is significant there. Um, what were some of the things that the spies were to do of special significance, I suppose, or to determine maybe? What does Moses instruct them to do? Now you see this in verse 18, right? To see if the people are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land is it? Do they have camps or strongholds? Um, or do they have unwalled cities or fortified towns? Is the Soil, fertile uh, or not, rich or poor, it says the land, rich or poor. The, do they forest or no forest, right? So basic, uh, what do you want to say, topological survey. All right. And what time of year was it? Little anecdotal note here, which will, of course, play out as the story progresses. Verse 20, the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Right, so we expect to find ripe grapes there. Um, what did they do in the Valley of Eshkol then? Again, telegraphed a little bit. They cut down the branch bearing a branch bearing one cluster of grapes. They also found pomegranates and figs. Yummy. Be a good breakfast, right? <laughs> How long did they explore the land? What does it say there? Typically, right? Forty days, as usual. You see that in verse twenty-five. Where was Israel camped when the spies returned? That's at Kadesh in the desert or the wilderness of Paran. Um, how close is Canaan to Kadesh? We can actually figure this out from the text. You don't even, it, it's pretty clear. See verse 17. We'll go back there. Send them to spy out the land of Canaan, said, go up the way into the south and go up to the mountains. All right, so Kadesh was right at the south end of Canaan, right? So they're right at the gates. You need a map. Um, yeah, well, you could Google it. Um, but uh, if you imagine the land of Canaan, north to south with the Jordan, you hear the Canaanites dwelling along the banks of the Jordan. So the Jordan goes from the, uh, from the Dead Sea to the Sea of Galilee, right? North to south. And this is right at the south end. Right, so right at the entrance. Um, ultimately, we'll we'll meet that place. Um, you know, the city that's right at the entrance. That's the city of Jericho. All right, so we're close to Jericho. 
All right. What was the uh, first thing the spies said to Moses? Verse 27. Initially, they said the land truly flows with milk and honey, but (laughs) there's a big but there in 28, right? The people are strong and the cities are fortified. Uh Uh-oh, or not. Um, Who spoke against this report? Interestingly enough, is Caleb, right? Caleb did. And what did Caleb encourage Israel to do? Yeah, he encouraged Israel to go up at once and take the land because they were going to be able to overcome it, right? right? So he believes, we would say, the promise of the Lord. How did the other spies respond? No, 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 right? We can't attack because they're stronger than we are. How did they use gossip in particular to undermine Caleb? You see this in verse 32 and verse 33. Yeah, they gave, rather than to Moses, the other spies went about to the people, uh, to the children of Israel, and gave them a bad report, a false report. So they tell one thing to Moses, but they tell another thing to the people. And they report that the land is, devours its inhabitants, the people are huge men of great stature. Some were giants, and the spies were like grasshoppers compared to the natives. Yeah, false witness. Write a meditation on this text. It was the son of Judah who confessed that they should take the land because it would be the son of Judah who ultimately conquered all our enemies. Here we learn of the name of Joshua because there would be a new Joshua, Jesus, who would arise from Judah. Actually, the same name. The fruit of the land was a sign of the fruits which would be theirs when they entered the land. Even though they verified the Lord's words that it was a land flowing with milk and honey, the spies preached that they could not conquer the people of the land. They failed to trust the Lord, who had said he would conquer all their enemies and give them the land. Caleb preached the message of sure victory, trusting the words that God had spoken to them through Moses. Faith rests on the objective words of the Lord rather than on any human observations or experiences. So our confidence in our own resurrection is based firmly upon the certainty of Christ's own resurrection, for he is the firstfruits of all those who have fallen asleep in the faith. There ends the reading, our meditation. All right. Continue with our catechism, working through the Ten Commandments. Now it's the review and close of the commandments. What does God say about all these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. What does this mean? God threatens to punish all who break these commandments. Therefore, we should fear his wrath and not do anything against them. But he promises grace and every blessing to all who keep these commandments. Therefore, we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. Let us pray. Almighty God, you threaten to punish all who break your commandments. Therefore, help us to fear your wrath and not do anything against them. But you also promise grace and every blessing to all who keep your commandments. Therefore, forgive us our sins and strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we love and trust in you and gladly do what you command. In Jesus' name, amen.
On this Monday, let's pray for um, faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let's pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. And pray for an end to all anxious thoughts and fear and constant worry, for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion, for our military and law enforcement personnel. We pray in thanksgiving for those who celebrated their birthday yesterday and today, Ashley, in thanksgiving for the years of service given to us by um, our teacher, now moved on to a new field of service, John Tarr, in thanksgiving uh, for the gift of life at the birth of Hannah Claire to Don and Karen. Pray for those who are ill, recovering, or undergoing treatment, especially the president, first lady, and I would include also those um, in our leadership who have tested positive, or especially those who are experiencing symptoms. Pray for those uh, in our congregation, Marcella, Jan, uh, friends, Ron, also Marlene, Brad, Janet, Timothy, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, and Ken, Aaron, Roger, Steve, and Jean. Also, uh, Pastor Brian Fritch. We pray for those who are homebound, Bev, David, Willis, Janice, and Mickey. We pray for the missions of our church, especially um, this month for the South Wisconsin's disaster relief and for the Federowitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Lord, we implore you, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, our hymn this week is All Christians Who Have Been Baptized. And I'm going to highlight stanzas one and four. Um, if you're at all able, M596, um, I encourage you to try to memorize those two. That's what we're doing in the school. All right.
All Christians who have been baptized to know the God of heaven, and in whose daily life is prized the name of Christ once given. Consider now what God has done, the gifts he gives to everyone baptized into Christ Jesus. You were before your day of birth, indeed from your conception, condemned and lost with all the earth, none good without exception. For like your parents, flesh and blood turned inward from the highest good, you constantly denied him. But all of that was washed away, immersed and drowned forever. The water of your baptism day restored again whatever. Old Adam and his sin destroyed, and all our sinful selves employed according to our nature. In baptism we now put on Christ, our shame is fully covered. With all that he once sacrificed, and freely for us suffered. For here the flood of his own blood now makes us holy, right, and good before our heavenly Father. O Christian, firmly hold this gift, and give God thanks forever. It gives the power to uplift in all that you endeavor. When nothing else revives your soul, your baptism stands and makes you whole, and then in death completes you. So use it while you are made new in Christ our new creation. As faithful Christians live and do within your own vocation until that day when you possess his glorious robe of righteousness bestowed on you forever. All right, that concludes our Congregation in Prayer for today, October 5th, 2020, Monday. So glad to have you join us. Uh, I see you in the chat there, Michael, Eileen, Chris, Grace, Don, and my aunt Gloria, Timothy. Um, do you want to apologize? I tried to uh, record yesterday's Bible study. Uh, I had to set up a special setup for it because we were in the friendship room.
Uh, Bible class went really well, but uh, the recording did not. If you try to tune in on the stream, you've noticed there was no sound. I'm not really quite sure what happened there. Um, so I had it set up on Saturday, but by the time Sunday rolled around, it had no sound. So uh, we'll try to do better next week on that. I will post the um, handout, which covers most of what we talked about. I'll post that handout in the publication section on our website. Um, you can access that via the link that's on the back of the bulletin. Um, the password is Soli Deo Gloria, S-O-L-I-D-E-O, Gloria. Um, that, of course, just means to God alone be glory. And uh, then you can actually pull up the uh, Bible study notes there on the website. Uh, that will prepare you for next week. All right. Lord be with you all, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow.